Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Now, before I bring my guest on for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. And this probably is burning your bush as well. So I know everyone chimes in about the gas prices these days, right? You go to the pump and it's about 90 cents a gallon more than it was a year ago. Uh, the current average is about three fifty two for the regular and four fourteen for premium, and a year ago it was two sixty and three uh, three sixteen. So yeah, you're feeling the effects of all of this. And with that being said, it could be something like the late President Ronald Reagan once said: it could be a new version of trickle down economics. Could be right. We're trickling down the prices of gas to everything else. So my question is. Have you been to the grocery store lately? Because if you have, my goodness, you better bring your wallet and someone else's wallet because it is getting to the point where things are out of control, okay? Because I shopped last week for my Super Bowl party. And chicken wings, I know if if you've been to any restaurant recently, you know chicken wings has been a shortage of chicken wings. But because of the shortage, they decided to raise the prices also. So a five-pound bag of wings used to cost anywhere between $12.99 and $14.99, okay? Which isn't bad. Do you know that the five-pound bag was $29.99 for wings, okay? Just for five pounds. Now, if you got a bunch of people coming, you're going to need three, four, maybe five bags of these wings. So again getting to a point where everything is costing more. Now, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, because I like to give you uh, some updates, I look these things up and I try to help you in this way. Now, the Consumer Price Index says that grocery store prices went up by 7.4%. I'm going to say that's hooey because it's probably a heck of a lot more than that than more than 7%. Like I said, I just proved it's a 100% increase just on the wings itself. So I don't know. Now, the inflation rate is at a 40-year high. And in a report to clients, economics with Goldman Sachs, of course, they predicted food prices will continue to rise another 5 maybe 6% more. And I don't know how much more we can take. Everyone is paying more than ever for the necessities, according to Bill Dendy, He told uh, WCNC uh, TV, he said, Dendy said, the squeeze can be felt across all the aisle. Meat, poultry, fish, eggs, they're up about 12% uh, since, you know, November of 2021 from the year before. So who is actually to blame for this? Now, Goldman Sachs and Dendy agree that the rise is due to the pandemic-related supply issues, right? And Goldman Sachs also noted that high labor costs And then the skyrocketing prices for things that are necessities for farmers like fertilizer and other stuff. And don't even get me started on trying to get wood or if you're building something, it's getting out of control. Now, it's, it's really helped contribute to the highest overall rate of inflation in the U.S. in 39 years. Now, I even started getting my meat delivered by a company online. It's called Good Chop. And uh, it is actually working out really well. You get like a month supply of meat. You can get steak. You can get pork chops. You can get chicken. And it's working out a lot better. Now, it's a little bit costly, uh, but the quality is really good. And it is less than it would be if you went to the grocery store. So that's good. Now, there aren't many good 
options out there for you guys to when you go to the grocery store we could go back to when my mother was shopping because she used to be excellent at this there was a brand i don't know if you remember the white brand it was called no frills you'd walk into the store and there would be no frills does anyone remember that white label brand and i'll ask carol when she comes on but i wanted to find out because that was the white box that was even less expensive than the store brand stuff and it was so interesting no one would ever admit uh on the box like who made it who did anything it just would say macaroni and cheese on the box cereal or even just beer and i'll post a picture of that and what it looked like because it was just said beer uh, that was kind of funny. Now, this was a real thing. The company was called the Lobular Companies. Uh, it was a Canadian uh, brand or Canadian grocery store chain that was an uh, inexpensive chain, and they brought the No Frills brand. Now, that stopped. They sold it in uh, 2011, so you can't really uh, see the No Frills brand anymore. But speaking of the No Frills brand, prices of in-store brands, so if you buy in-store brands, uh, like Good and Gather from Target or Great Value from Walmart and 365 from Whole Foods, those seem to be not increasing as much. And the reason for it is they get locked in to a contract uh, with the pricing. So that'll probably go up eventually, but right now might be if you're going to the store and you were always that snob that I will never buy the store brand, you might be stuck buying the store brand because, first of all, you might be able to get it, uh, and the other stuff is not even on on the shelf. So, you know, national brands often, you know, oversee their own manufacturing and companies have been absorbing those costs. And now they're, of course, on these earnings calls, they're bragging about it and they're saying, hey, we're going to we're going to pass these, you know, costs on to who but the consumer. In the end, the consumer always suffers through this. All we want to do is get our normal groceries and can't we just do that without having to basically take out a loan or another or a second mortgage to pay uh these you know ridiculous things you know it's just one of those things where maybe i need to take the grocery store up on that offer when they have the self-checkout and just basically order my smock and just scan the groceries and maybe get a discount uh, because I'm working for them. Uh, could be something we talk about. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is a singer-songwriter from the great state of New Jersey. Let's welcome for the second time, she appeared on episode 29, the episode Can't We All Just Get Along? Back episode 29, I can't believe it's been that long. I, I probably should have had her on sooner. But here's longtime friend, former co-worker, Carol Crittenden, and um, Carol, I'm going to put you up on the um, the screen, and hopefully we can get you here. But uh, have you been to the grocery store, Carol? Because it's driving me nuts. Oh, I go to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot going on there right now. I can't believe that you the chicken was really that much more. That yeah. that surprised me. Your chicken was that much. It, it, wow. And again, I bought them, but I'm like, what the heck? Twenty nine ninety nine for a. And what was interesting is, in the past, so I go to this uh, Gordon Food Services, which is, it, they, they basically sell to the restaurants. And mm-hmm. I like going there because they have the, the quality is fantastic. So you go there, and normally, you know, they have really good prices. But, you know, recently, these are, and it's been everywhere. It's not just Gordon Food Services. 
but uh-huh. they used to have breaded wings and they would have honey barbecue and all these things. These were naked wings that you had to cook yourself and put the sauce on. Didn't even have any sauce on. You had to do that yourself for twenty nine ninety nine. It was no frills. No frills. Wow. Did it taste like delicious? Were they like really like succulent uh, and like amazing, or uh, were they just kind of the same? It's normal, uh, it, right? it, it was. It was the same. Although we put it in a crock pot. And actually put the barbecue sauce on it. It was actually, we just had, we had um, another batch last night for dinner. And it yeah. was actually better because, you know, you soak it in the, That's it was soaking right. in the, in the sauce and it was juicy and it was, nice. it was outstanding. But yeah. I don't You got to have- pick and choose now. You're not just buying wings every other day now. Like there are certain things that you have to give a little more thought to and right. how can you make this last? And it's funny because I've always been that way where when I buy things at the store, I use every little bit of it. Like I don't, I'm all about not wasting things. I don't know where I got this from. It's like I grew up in the depression or something because like even if there's a little leftover scrimption of a ridiculous thing, I'll put it in a little container. I'll put it in my fridge. And even if I don't get to it, it feels good that I did that. But I almost always, I eat everything out of the fridge and that's a side dish tomorrow. And that's this, you know. Uh, We do the same and half the time you wind up throwing it out, but it does. Yeah, yeah, it is is a sad state of affairs. But these prices have gotten ridiculous and I don't know. I mean, you know, everything has gone up. Uh, it's it's continually going up. It starts with the gas prices. It starts with that. But you know, people yeah. are are uh, you know saying, well, then you get an electric car. And I'm like, you're not. You're missing my point here. Even the electric. Have you seen your electric bill and your gas bill from the power companies? The mm-hmm. same use a year ago was up like sixteen percent. So it is just crazy. You, yeah, you I mean, can't these win. things always, they ebb and flow and everybody gets in a big uproar and then things shift and change. And it is difficult during that time. And especially when people who are, who are really struggling. Um, but yeah, it's just, there, there's not much you can do about it too. You feel like you have to buy food. These are, like you said, these are necessities. These are things you need in life. And, you know, but you pick and choose and, and you choose your no frills, no frillsy brand things. And you were mentioning the, um, how the store brands they've really come up these days though i have to say like yeah. the store brands their packaging looks great like they're they have like names it's like it's different than it used to be so they're really marketing that in a different way which is cool like yeah. i like the store brands of no things, i so. agree and and i was a snob when i was a kid because my mother would buy that no frills and she'd buy the pathmark brand or whatever it was well, there are certain things there are certain products that you need the name brand i do find yeah well you know? it, coke is one of them because it's hard to find oh, yeah. the the actual same recipe. Because used to be that the cola in the stores would be like RC, which is cola, okay. Right, it right. would just be cola. Now they're getting close to Coke. Like you can you can actually buy like Kroger brand or maybe Shoprite or whatever, and it actually tastes like Coke. It's pretty close. It might huh. be like the after. You know, they probably don't give them the best recipe, um, mm-hmm. but it's pretty close, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of the store brand stuff, uh, even cereal. It tastes pretty mm-hmm. close. Like if you buy the bag cereal, it tastes yeah. pretty close. But I'm, uh, you know, I like to get the actual brand now. Uh, like things. I said, when you, you know, grow like, when you grow up and you don't have the brand, you wanna you want the brand now. I, yeah, I'm like sorry. you want Kraft macaroni yeah, and cheese. I do. I'm buying the Kraft. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bounty, yeah. the quicker picker upper. I gotta say, I it, they, they work better than others. Like I know. certain things you do need. So yeah. I, I agree. I would the agree. Splurge, also. Yeah, it's splurging ca- moments. The splurging moments, but yeah, you got to take out a loan. So make sure you bring your. <laughs> wallet somebody else's wallet and some else because it you know tell two <laughs> two friends and and so 
on and so on. So, but that's good. That you found ways like buying the big meat in bulk, yeah. like buying big things, and you can find those things. It just takes a little work or buying. I don't bulk think it's that much cheaper, or- right? I don't, I don't think it's that much cheaper, but the quality is really good and you're guaranteed to get it. At least it comes every month and you know, you're part of that kind of subscription, but it's budget for it in your life. (laughs) Well, because if you've gone to the store, I mean, I try to buy steaks. I mean, you know, you're talking 30, $40 just in a package, right. For any kind of steak. So this, yeah, it, you get like 26 pounds of stuff and you know, it uh, in the big box. So it's yeah. kind of nice. Uh, and like I said, their chicken, their pork and, um, and their steaks are really good and they grill up really, really well. So that's kind of a one option for people. I mean, there's so many companies like butcher block and, uh, all these other companies now that, 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 that are doing it. And Omaha steaks has been doing mm-hmm. it for years that you yeah. could become, but I always thought they were a little expensive, but yeah. now that I look at it, they're really just along the same lines. Right, if you're eating it regularly and you can plan it out, it's, right. it's and, nice. and and now that the grocery stores are so expensive, these places are actually starting to look good. So right, that's kind right. of where we are. So yeah. speaking of looking good, it, it, the Olympics has been on, you know, and um, the Winter Olympics, which is probably, if I had to choose, would be the favorite of the two mm-hmm. uh, because I like I like hockey, I like all the stuff, but I have not watched one minute of any of the Olympics. Have you watched any? Well, I've seen some highlights just based on the the news cycle and the the you know the ice skating. All the drama around that has been fascinating and sad and and yeah, traumatic. There's always drama. Involved. I mean, we had from. I think that you know it's kind of interesting. I talked about this on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the reason. I I guess I'm not as excited about the Olympics anymore. It, I, maybe it was just spoiled from all the great Olympics from 1980 to 84 to 88 and and you start looking at 1994 was kind of the downturn and that's with the Tanya the Tanya Harding and uh uh ah, you know that kind of situation yeah, and then it became yeah. so I don't know that's I mean right. that, it becomes kind of sensationalized we start to just get into like the background that it's yeah. not about the work and the talent and and yeah, we, we uh, yeah, get a I don't, little like that. <laughs> yeah, apparently the uh the big thing with the Russian figure skater uh, Camilla Valeva, I think it's a, is it Valeva or Valeva? I don't, I, I have I, yeah. no idea. Good job Good. for attempting. <laughs> Valeva. Um, 10.3 million people watched it the other night. So there are people still interested in this. I am out. I just, I really don't care. Yeah, really. Even with all the drama, it didn't lure you in. I had I could care less. I really good for it, you. I, just, I have to say, I was a little lured in by that. I'm like, well, wait, what happened? And then, I mean, just the drama, the, you know, the gold medal, the silver medal and the crying and the, I mean, it's, it, you can get caught up in it, but it's also like these are really young girls that are like going through this and just the pressure that's been put on them and uh, seemingly abusive situations. It's, it's it's a little, it's heavy, you know, it's heavy stuff. And we get caught up in the, ooh, this happened and that happened. Ooh, ooh and it gets very sensationalized. Um, but it's, you got to step back and remember, like they've been working their whole lives for this moment. And it is a lot of pressure. It really, Yeah. I mean, there's, it, it's great too. Like the competition, and I see both sides of the competition definitely pushes you further to see what these people can physically do with their bodies is incredible. You know, it's beyond, it's like otherworldly. So there really is something to having that competition to push you further, but at the same time, it loses the, just the sharing of it, the beauty of it, and just like celebrating what each individual can accomplish. Um, but you know, it's the Olympics. It is a competition. That's, that's absolutely. What it is. You know, I always wonder the people like they give they give medals to the first three, right? They give the mm-hmm. gold medal, the the uh, silver medal, and the bronze. Yeah. But 
you know, I hate to be like Ricky Bobby, but if you're not first, you're last. I mean, it just really doesn't matter that you get that's second. That's what the silver medalist said. That's pretty much it. Which is so not true. I, that's I, a terrible I, I just, I just, I feel like, you know, when you get second, it's like you worked this hard and you came in second. Now, that's great. You came in second in the world. That's I, amazing. I get it, but what nobody remembers the silver medalist. Heck, well, they, they do if you create drama around yourself. Well, then uh, <laughs> suddenly you're usurping the gold medalist moment of glory. Or you could be like Nancy Kerrigan and uh, get upset when Oksana Bayou won and uh, kind of mm-hmm. say, why did she win? You know, she was all nasty and whatever. You know, it's, <sighs> you just wish people would at least ha- handle these things yeah. with grace, you know, I, and, I would and dignity. So. And But these are also young girls and like they're, they're young and, and the pressure. And so someone needs to be teaching them how to be, you know, have good sportsmanlike behavior and, um, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, well, it's hard. Well, you got to be careful. Now, you in the music business will appreciate this story, okay? Hmm. They're apparently uh, brothers Robert and Aaron Martirosian. Uh, they are known professionally as the heavy young heathens. They filed a lawsuit on Thursday saying that NBC, U.S. figure skating, and figure skaters Alexa Kinnearum and Brandon Frazier violated their copyrights by using the version of House of the Rising Sun at the Olympics. So they're suing. They said they skated to the version of their traditional folk song used in the trailer for the 2016 film The Magnificent Seven and also a Ford Motor Company uh, without permission. And they also huh. accused NBC of copyright infringement and all of this stuff. So you got to be careful with the music. You know, it's gotta the music, the music, you know, anyway, you know, you got to be careful. You got to watch yeah. out. So they're apparently, uh, you know, the skaters, I mean, I would think are probably not going to, they're probably not going to have to pay anything. I wouldn't think. I, I don't know how that works, but somebody, I mean, the skaters wouldn't know how to, I mean, that's not their job to figure, to sort that out. You know, I don't know who kind of selects the song and everything, but even if they do, there's got to be somebody on their team that kind of does their research and sorts that out in advance because that's, you don't want, you don't want to do that. No, you don't want to be stealing <laughs> people's cool. music. So speaking no. of music, it's been a little bit since you've been on the show, you were on, um, God, it was October, I think, of uh, 2020, I think. My goodness, it's been, it? a, it's been a long time. So wow. your, your song Rise had come out then. What is, uh, what is happening now with your music? And, uh, of course, we're going we're gonna to get you to play something because that's sure. the, what we do here. But what, <laughs> the, let's talk about the career and how it's going. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's it's been, you know, the whole pandemic has been an interesting time for musicians in general. Um, I think some people have really had taken that time and have been writing and writing and writing and, and really went inward. Um, I think other people just kind of shut down and didn't do much. Um, we've discovered new ways of connecting with your audience. Um, there's all kinds of, you know, Zoom, everything's Zoom now or, or StreamYard or Facebook. And so I think it's been nice because you've been able to connect with people farther away who wouldn't normally be able to, to hear you and see you perform. Um, so there's been a lot of like cool things um, in that regard. Um, but it's exciting that, you know, the spring is around the corner and hopefully, you know, there'll be more going on live. I think people are kind of itching for, for those live opportunities of connection. It's a different energy. It really is to be in the room with people and to just kind of feed off of that. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to getting out there again a bit more. Now, how hard was it to release a song during the pandemic? You know, are people, you know, consuming it more during the pandemic or less? How is that working? You know, it's interesting. 
I mean, as far as releases, I've only released one song during during the pandemic. Um, and I was actually going through a really hard personal time myself. So I, it was, I was very distracted from that. Um, it was last fall. It was my new song called I Won't Break. And uh, so... It was well received and got some radio airplay, and um, and it was it's just part of it's just getting it out there and and getting it to people and on playlists and Spotify and all that. Um, but I think there's just a lot there's a lot going on, and people now I think it's hard to kind of cut through because there's like everybody's got their own studio, everybody's putting stuff out there all the time, which is great because like people have the power to to just to create and just put it out there in a way that didn't used to happen in the past. If you didn't have a record deal or have this or that, there's so many independent artist opportunities. Um, but it does make it challenging then to, to, to break through and to connect. Um, but I think people are always hungry for, for that kind of stuff, like for, for music and, and art and especially during, during the pandemic time. I mean, that's what we all turned to, right? We were staying home. We were, you know, living in our sweatpants and watching, you know, TV and movies and listening to music, hopefully. And, you know, so I think there's definitely a need for that. And there's just so much going on. It just seems like, you know, some people are having a really hard time throughout this. Um, there's a lot, lot, lot to explore, you know? Yeah. I mean, hence why I started this show because the same reason, you know, you, you, it's nice to talk to friends that I haven't talked to in a long time, or I get to keep up on what you're doing and, doing this show is a, is a healing process for me because, you know, when there's nothing, nothing going on, nothing to do, when you've, you've watched every episode of Ozark, I mean, what are you going to do? You gotta, you gotta figure out what to do. I mean, although I will say that coming up now, I, I'm very excited that uh, beginning, I believe it was yesterday, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is back. Oh, I'm so excited. Is it out now? I believe it came out? the 18th, I believe, was the uh, was the date that, that the Maisel, marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, came on. And I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, catching up on season four. There's four seasons of it. Um, it is, you know, of course, you know, it's not getting the reviews. I, I, I hate Ooh. reading reviews. I always hear like, oh, it's, it's, it's overstated. It's, you know, welcome and all this other stuff. I don't care. I love Susie, Alex Bornstein, um, Rachel Brosnahan, who plays, uh, you know, she's, she's fantastic. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's a great show. It does premiere, uh, premiered, uh, February the 18th. So Mm. it, uh, it, it is on Amazon prime. And speaking of Amazon prime and the pandemic and the prices, have you noticed that they've raised the price to Amazon prime? I just heard about that. Yes, I just got the email. Oh, by the way, yeah, another two bucks a month or it's another 20, 30 bucks a year. So you can watch the Marvel right before they put out the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. They uh, they make you pay more. So uh, that's what they do. They know just how to play. Now we're all hooked and we're like, how can we get off of it? It seems like like a legalized drug dealers. That's what it is. It's It's just crazy. (laughs) Get you hooked on that. They're good at what they do. But I gotta say, like, just with with uh, shows like that that are so good that come out the first couple of seasons, it's hard to kind of maintain that level. Like, it's hard for a show to last several seasons. I've found. I don't you know, like just, that they come back so long after, and you almost forget what you have to you do. rewatch. Got to watch the recap. You yeah, know, like what happened? Where did what I? What I'm, I mean, yeah. I loved it when it was out, but I've had to watch. Uh, I, one show that I love, and I've talked about it many times, is I don't know if you've seen Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. But, I have not. I've been uh, oh, about it is it, it is fantastic. You need to watch it. It's okay. easy watch. It's six episodes a season, so it's three yeah. seasons, eighteen episodes. 
Uh, you will laugh. You will cry. You will be angered. It is all oh. of that emotion. Every episode, Ricky Gervais Afterlife. It's on Netflix. And cool. I got to say, you will not show. be disappointed because you will sit there and go, oh, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm sorry to bring this up, but I know you suffered a loss recently uh, of your dad. And, and this will, all of this stuff where people lose their spouse or they lose their, this is a, a great way to get through it. Great way. Oh, good. Yeah. I've yeah. been needing something to like that. I need to yeah. like, and it's, and, and you will laugh too. It is, it is, <laughs> yeah. it, it's one of those things where Ricky Gervais and the cast is, uh, is tremendous. But, uh, oh, cool. one show that you won't see me watching is mm-hmm. called love is blind. Apparently it's coming out for a second season. Have you, have you seen what this is? They have I'm contestants not. that apparently get together on the phone or, uh, maybe they don't see each other. Until like a dating the end. game? Yeah, it's kind of like a dating game. And then they get they fall in love, and then they're supposed to get married, I think. and But then they meet the person, and I think there was one. I didn't watch it, but I heard this, that there was one person that uh, she was taller, and she thought the guy was great, and then he she meets him, and he's five foot four. And she's like, I'm out, you know. Gosh, <laughs> that it, sounds really brutal. It is brutal. <laughs> like there's apparently uh, contestants oh. Caitlin McKee, a 31-year-old medical software sales, and Joey Miller, a 31-year-old business strategy consultant. They met in the pods and even got engaged. Their story never played out for the viewers. So it it's one of those things where two couples oh. who got engaged in season two on the Netflix, uh, they were featured, but it doesn't always work out that way. But Love is Blind is something I'm not going to watch. Sounds a little cringy, like like hard hard to watch. It yeah, sounds, you know. No, I, I I get it. I'm not going to watch that. And one thing that you know people always talk about is marriages end in divorce. There's always you know 40 to 60 percent of all marriages end in divorce. But I will tell you this: that I read a study. I don't know if you've seen this, but recent study shows that around um, I think it's 23 percent divorcees, 23 percent are more likely to die younger. Than really? people that are in marriages, so oh. isn't that interesting? That's that kind of like everybody always yeah. says that marriage is exhausting or it's this, it's that. But mm-hmm. you know, they say happily married people live longer and have lower wow. rates of cancer, stroke, or heart attack. Well, so, wait a minute. That's happily married people versus divorced people. What about no, no, unhappily married? Well, people? I guess people that stay married. I guess the people <laughs> okay, that get so they're the, assuming that they're assuming they're happily married. So, I guess okay. no. There's gotcha. you're not always happy. I get that. I you know it's, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> there's a degree to which yeah. But no, there was an wow, article. That's, not, that's a significant number, though. Yeah, there was that's an article in the post. A woman that got divorced and she wound up getting sick, and then they they talk about uh, that twenty three percent. You know they divorcees uh you know wind up getting wow. sick it's not easy dating either so you know the divorcees should get a dog right because mm-hmm. don't you doesn't that help with your health having a dog i would longer. i would so maybe that would kind of counterbalance what they're missing i oh. would think so I, I you know i don't know i didn't get that deep into it but i know Come that on. you know they always talk about marriage like the diamond ring the wedding ring and the suffering but apparently this suffering is better <laughs> than the alternative which is six feet under <laughs> could be, could be, yeah. See, do they, that. so, Everybody so take, take heed, work a little harder at the marriages here, and uh, just jump ship. Absolutely. So, your, your husband should be happy now that uh, Carol's not going anywhere. Informed me of this. Yeah, yeah. she's now not... that I know now that I know this. <laughs> exactly. So, what we want to do now is, I would love to hear you sing again because last time you were on, you you sang, and well, you know, it, it's it's fun to hear you, and and now we obviously can see you, so. I, what I want to do is get your guitar. 
I don't want to put you on the spot, but I will. Um, you know, you're, you're hopefully, I mean, the fact that you had it right next to the, you know, means that you were going to play, right? Perhaps, perhaps. I should see if I'm in tune, though. That's well, that's okay. You want to, you want to, you know, take a minute and uh, I'll get you. Yeah, you can yeah. vamp for a minute. I can ramp I, for a minute, you know, because <laughs> baseball is not around. And I'm, you know, a little disappointed that they're still having issues with baseball. And starting Monday, the federal holiday, they're going to finally work together, or at least try to save the season. And I don't know, if they strike, it's going to be brutal uh if they don't ever play baseball so that was um, a perfect topic to do because i have nothing to contribute to the baseball I, well I, I figured you know we were gonna you know do whatever it's uh it's all good so whenever you're ready uh, miss critton right. i i want to hear a little bit from you and uh we'll uh we'll give you the first of all i want to welcome you again carol critton and i want you to hear hear this we've got oh, we've got a got we've, fans, they got fans. Yes. they're all excited they can't wait <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a great little feature. I got to get that uh, for myself. There you go. You need an applause button. <laughs> Here is Carol. You need the applause sign behind me. Too. So what are you going to play for air. us today? What are you going to play for us today? I'm going to play. This is a song I wrote. Um, I wrote it at a time when... I was feeling very overwhelmed by all these images we're seeing in the media and all these, you know, the stories, they're just kind of relentless and it can feel a bit overwhelming at times. And you start to feel like, you know, what can I do to make any difference? And you feel very kind of hopeless. So I wrote this at a time that I was feeling that way and it helped me find a little bit of hope. Um, it, I think we can all kind of find our way of contributing to the world and, and trying to do good and, one person's way may not look like another's. So um, this song is called One Small Step. One Small Step on YouTube streaming. It'll be streaming on Facebook Live and Twitter and, of course, on all the platforms on uh, Spotify, Google Play, all of it. But here we go. Carol Critton. A little boy's blank eye, skin blackened with dust. His country in tatters, his home now all lost. Of course we all care, but it's too much to bear. I want to be moved into action. I want to give some relief, but I find myself paralyzed, I'm heartbroken with grief, so I look up at the moon and I'll take the deep and I'll put my one foot forward And I'll take one small step One small step I move my boys' Legos and sit on the Try to make sense of such unholy war. Don't dare take for granted how 
don't ponder too deeply just what freedom the crowd i'll tell you that was, i love it that was fantastic uh once i'll step you. you know i was swaying in the in the in the uh in the background uh it was like you know we needed the uh, the cigarette lighters that's right well, the now, lighters. They, now everybody uses the now everybody uses those the telephones but you know i'm not old, the same i am old school fire hazard i suppose but so tell people uh, before we go tell people how you can uh, listen to that fantastic song how you could download it and all that stuff 
Yeah, well, that song actually is still in production, and I'm actually going Ooh. to the studio next month, so I'm very excited to get that one um, get that one out there and recorded. Um, but yeah, there's a, I think there's a couple of YouTube recordings of it as well. But oh. you can always find me, um, Carol Crittenden. My name's right there, C-A-R-O-L-C-R-I-T-T-E-N-D-E-N. It's kind of an unusual name. It's not like Jones or something. Hey, so I have to go spell it out. But <laughs> CarolCrittenden.com. You can find me on Facebook, friend me. I post, you know, anything I'm up to, I'll, I'll post up there and on my website and stuff. And you can find me on Spotify. Uh, my newest song, I Won't Break, is uh, on Spotify and Rise. And my original album, my debut from a few years ago, is all up there on Root. So, yeah, find me. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> and, I'm, you. you know, it, it's great, uh, you know, keeping in touch like this. And, I, you, yes. you know, I'm so proud of you. You you continue to just amaze that the song is beautiful. And I, I think you. it'll, I think everybody will find it uh, the same way and you can watch it on my YouTube channel and uh, you could watch it on Facebook live and watching it on uh, Twitter as well. You can like lens burning Bush on Facebook at lens burning Bush. You can follow along at lens burning Bush on Twitter, as mentioned on the YouTube channel, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google play Podbean, iHeartRadio. You can even ask Alexa, though the price went up for Amazon Prime, you could ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush because that didn't go up. The price of Lens Burning Bush did not not go up. So that's yet. a good thing, right? Yeah, yet. Well, you know, things things cost money. You think you think these uh, all these effects and everything don't cost a few bucks? I right? know. That sign behind you. Is oh, like, I'll tell you. And, I love and, it. And all of these uh, kind of things, and, and, you know, we've got – New stuff now. We've got new sounds. I mean, come on. It, it's just, you know, it's all fancy and fancy, fancy stuff. But uh, I love it, Carol. Uh, you please will come back again. And uh, love it. Love by then you'll be, by then you'll be having a million downloads of all your songs. And it'll, you know, maybe you won't even want to talk to me anymore. I don't know. That's right. I mean, I'll just kind of dismiss you then. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Please, well, as if I've known you since what? I know something nineteen nineties. Yeah, something something like that. But like I told you, you never get any older. I continue to to rise. Oh, you know, just like your song, I continue to rise, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. Right this please. way. That yeah. anyway. Oh, thank you, Carol Crittenden. You are wonderful you, as always. It is a pleasure to have you on. I'm Len Harvey. Be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.